The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm Abby Richmond. And we're back and we're talking about love. Before we get started, as always, we're 58 episodes deep, and if somehow you've stumbled upon this or have listened to a lot of these and you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? Get on the the train. (laughs) Get on the hype train for Two Millennials One Podcast, absolutely. And if you're listening from some far off place and you want to talk to us, uh, check us out on Facebook. You can email Two Millennials One Podcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us. We live such simple lives, chances are we'll respond. We're not that big to where we can't It doesn't really that. take a lot of work to find me on social media either, if you want to reach out on that platform. Definitely. I heard my students reached out to you finally. Yeah, he, he texted me too, so I'm excited to see where that goes. Perfect. I appreciate you working with them. <laughs> I had to like beat them to do that. They're too afraid to do anything. All right. As said before, we are talking about love, specifically millennial love. And the reason I wanted to do this particular podcast is my co-host has been off falling in love, (laughs) I assume. Is that an accurate statement there, Abby? I think it was like a really quick, quick thing to happen for me. Um, He's definitely been around for a long time and I just didn't want to admit that we would probably work out with each other. So I dated a bunch of other people and then as soon as I became single, he like slid in and I was like, oh, I've been messing around for too long. And here we are. Yeah. I won't give away too much information, but you have fallen for a podcast alum, a former guest. Mm Mm-hmm. What a wild world we live in. Do you remember that episode at I all? I do. I remember shower oranges and some other things. <laughs> oh, I, for- I yeah. forgot about shower oranges. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it took me a while. You had to explain who it was, but then I went flashed back and I remember. Absolutely. Yeah. So that that was like a thing. We were really close friends for a while and then I ghosted him second semester and now he's back. Right on. <laughs> right on. Okay. So yeah, that's what prompted this. Abby's clearly in love. I hypothetically am as well, just from a long-term, different perspective. I hate that you don't sound so excited. I... You're just like, I guess I'm there. It's uh, it's a thing that's happening or whatever. That's what happens after X amount of time, you know? I guess that's fair. If you are still in this in four years or so, we will resume and... Oh my gosh, it actually has been that long. For me? Yeah. It has, yes. We're coming up on our fourth year. Holy cow. We just... We just did a month yesterday. Oh, wow. So this will be really interesting then. Two completely different perspectives. (laughs) All we need now is like a third person that's been married for 45 years. Call Diane and Jerry. Perfect. We'll get them on the phone. So let's talk about millennial love. The first thing anyone knows about millennials in love is that we are extremely slow as far as making it official within marriage. I found that the median age of millennials' first marriage in 2018 for men, it was 29.8, and for women, it was 27.8. So we're waiting till almost 30 to get married, whereas in 1980, which would have been uh, the previous generation or maybe even some of the boomers getting married, uh, the men on average were getting married at age 24.7 and women at 22. Yeah, see, growing up, that's always where I kind of 
projected myself to be married and now thinking about it that's in like three years that's not gonna happen like not prepared for that definitely and i'm the same way i had some friends that got married right out of high school yeah my parents were married uh pretty late given the date i just said but uh, you knew a lot of people that got married right out of high school or early college or right after college and frankly i'm glad i didn't if i would have married any of those people i'm sure that would have been a train wreck that's my concern is just getting married so so early is if i had married the people that i thought i was going to like fresh out of high school or even my like first semester of college like i would just not have been a happy camper at all I wouldn't have been able to flourish or like change or grow and like I just would have been stuck and so I feel like a lot of people that do come out of high school and get married like that are just basically stuck. They can be. So much of your personal growth happens during your 20s and I'm sure it continues through life but who I was at 18 and 19 is nowhere close to who I am now and I'm glad I had this time to figure that out opposed to tying myself down with somebody who may have not liked where I ended up. Would you have accepted the boys I was dating my senior year as husband? for me absolutely not (laughs) i never would have said that to you then but absolutely not no not at all you clearly on a good progression as far as i can tell i think i've i think i've got it kind of narrowed down but uh at least you're moving in the right direction yeah absolutely Something else with this slowness as far as millennials getting married, on average, our generation will date someone for, this is kind of incredible, six and a half years before getting married, where the other generations on average are around five. Clearly, even once we meet somebody that we deem worthy of dating, Mm -hmm. we don't rush into it. We take our time. Do you think it's the time is being taken to really find out who the person is or like other reasons? Because for me... I don't see the whole official part of marriage being that much of a requirement. If, like, you're living together with somebody, you're, like, doing all of life things, you're shopping together, you're sleeping together, you're, like, doing all of the marriage things, then the only thing that's going to be different is you're going to pay for the marriage and you're going to have a ring. And so I think that, like, us as a generation, we don't really see that as important. I agree. That is a big part of it. Uh, It's almost... I'm going to sound weird, but a lot of people are starting to feel that marriage is archaic. Yeah. It's something in the eyes of the church or the government. And in reality, like you can just live and cohabitate with somebody and it feels just like marriage mm-hmm. is not official in the eyes of the government. So that's definitely part of it. We'll get into some of the other reasons why we take so long to get married. Uh, some of it's financial, some of it's yeah. the typical millennial issues, uh, but that's definitely one of them. My parents have always pushed marriage before cohabitating together, marriage before you're going to like sleep with someone, both just sleeping and having sex with someone. And so I think that just our generation doesn't think about that as much as the others did. Right. And my parents were the same way, very traditional, but in all honesty, and I think about this all the time. I talk to my girlfriend about this all the time. Thank goodness we decided to live together beforehand. Because you get to figure out so many things that like, what if I couldn't put up with this? Absolutely. Like, you know how clean someone is. You figure all these things out where I I get like anxious thinking about if I married this person and then discovered the things and there's no way out of it if it's truly that bad. Yeah. That's haunting. Like, that's been one thing since... Aiden and I have started dating that I've had to like realize that oh he's a really clean person and his room is always like neat and that's something that I'm gonna need to work on if we're gonna want to spend a lot of time together in the future is that I'm gonna need to figure out how to keep my part 
of things clean. And so I think it's actually a really important part to having a healthy relationship is figuring out those things that you might not necessarily get if you do follow the conventional rules of relationships. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with a trial period. There's nothing really in life that you just dive into full bore without trying out first. And something as important as marriage, I feel like, should have a test run. Yeah, exactly. So another reason or another facet, we'll say, of a millennial love is our generation is incredibly picky in general when it comes to finding a mate. We are, and I'm quoting this from an article I read, we're looking for a partner that can fulfill all our needs, uh, financial equal, erotic partner, best friend, and someday a strong co-parent. And I agree with that. And it's, it's part of this society and technological age we live in. We have contact with a lot of people. Yeah. So we develop this idea of there's probably someone really good for me out there and I'm going to go find it. It's not just find the neighbor, you know? I think I fundamentally agree with it, but my issue was that I wasn't following through with it. I just really wanted attention. And so like my first serious boyfriend just destroyed me mentally so much that I was just looking again and again for just someone to give that attention and affection to me and whatever that meant. And so I think that I just wasted a lot of time on boys that definitely didn't fill all of the requirements that I wanted a forever person to be just because like they were okay for right now. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that for sure. And that's part of the dating experience. For sure. There are some downfalls to that, but that's how you figure out what you want and who you are and what you can live with and whatnot. But yeah, figuring out that end run, that final person. I mean, that's a big deal. You got to make sure it's someone that hits all those spots and that's a the whole point of the article is that's a tall order. That's part of the reason why we're so delayed in getting married is we will search long and hard for I think that a lot person. of us yeah, I think a lot of us live in fear of divorce and like having a family that's not gonna have both parents present. And so I think that our generation really wants to be different than the the one that raised us so that we can have families that are whole and aren't necessarily quote broken or things like that. So that's perfect. That leads us into the next facet or attribute of millennials, marriage, and love is once we find someone, we typically stay together. Uh, Our generation almost single-handedly has caused a 24% decline in divorce rates since 1981, which that's huge. Yeah, that's wow. And the reason is, okay, boomer, like it's it's (laughs) our parents' generation had a massive divorce rate, all these broken families, screw kids up. And like, we look at that and we're like, we don't want that. So instead of rushing into marriage or whatever, We're going to take our time. We're going to find that right person. We're going to make it work. And to our credit, I guess, uh, our generation has kept it together more or less, more so than those that (laughs) preceded us. Do you think that's... mm, Yeah, I think it's a result from that. I don't know what else it would be from. Another argument of why that's happening is we, as a generation, are super poor and economically disadvantaged and divorce is incredibly expensive. And I hope mm. that's not the driving reason for lack <laughs> of divorce. I'm just going to stay with this dude, even though exactly. like... <laughs> like, I hate this guy, but I can't afford to divorce him. Hopefully that's not the reason why the divorce rate is declining. But I think I'm extra picky because, not because my parents' relationship didn't work out, but because it worked out so well. Like, that I have such a strong example of a relationship that works that I've always been looking for that too, which is why, like... When breakups happen, it's not something that I'm going to stick on for a really long time. I'm already like looking for the next thing because I do just want to re- reimagine the love that my parents had. Yeah, absolutely. Man, you just keep hitting all these. You're like living my, my cue card here. <laughs> the next one I jokingly titled Thank You Next because millennials 
if it's not working, if we're dating someone and it's not what we want, we just, we can move on pretty quickly. Oh yeah, definitely. Like sometimes this is terrible and everyone's going to wake trash on me, but I was actually talking to Aiden about it earlier today that like I would get bored in relationships or I would decide that it was done and not want to hurt the other person, but I'd already decided I was done. So like I'd just go talk to someone else and like I would cheat on people just because I would get bored with the relationship I was in and like not be sad about it at all. Yeah, that's going to sound, uh, people may, may gush <laughs> on you for that for sure. But no, I get that. It's, uh, if you realize this isn't working out or this isn't the person, uh, hopefully you have the, the balls to like just man up and say it or woman up and say it. But if, yeah. yeah, I get that for sure. And I mean, we live with enough technology where there are a lot of options. There are plenty of fish yeah. in the sea and we can go explore that. Why dwell and hang up on things when uh, there are so many other options that are available to us? Yeah. Did you ever did you ever get into that before, Bailey? The the social media dating apps and oh, yeah, definitely. the dating scene. Have we already talked about that? We had an episode on online dating. Miss mm. B, I believe is what she went by on that episode because mm. she didn't want to disclose her name. But yeah, we talked about that. But yeah, I was on OkCupid okay and Plenty of Fish, which is a dreadful little place on the internet, and uh, Tinder and some of the other ones. I was on Tinder, but I think it, again, was just for attention. Like, I only ever met up with that one guy we talked about, Bus Boy. Oh, yeah. He was the only one I ever actually met up with and it ended up being a relationship and everything but everything else just seemed really superficial and so i didn't want to delve into it very much i really prefer meeting people in person yeah i agree with that fundamentally as well but if you don't make this happen at a certain point in your life as far as college or whatever goes yeah. that thing that people warn you about of like getting out of college and you have no friends or all your friends are 40 years older than you that is a real thing so well it is good news that you don't have to be smooth because one of the first things i said to aiden was that i bet he had braces because his teeth look straight <laughs> <laughs> and was he like no i just had I oh, okay so that's not too weird <laughs> Tell me that that wouldn't kind of stress you out if somebody came up to you and was like, your teeth are really straight. Like initial meeting? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that may be a little weird. <laughs> oh, okay. That'll be a good story to tell people. I like that. Okay. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. But that no, that's a great point. Clearly, we live in a time where you can say stuff like that and it doesn't ruin things. Exactly. That's okay. You can ghost him. <laughs> hate other people and it'll all work out in the end if he's the right one that's a happy story so we're two people i guess living this millennial love situation how do you gauge your long-term prospects pretty well honestly especially because we've talked about it um in past relationships i've come across things that like i definitely don't want in a husband or don't want to deal with or i see like oh, he would make a terrible dad or things like that. And I will just ignore it and then break up and move on. But like, we've definitely talked through a lot of things that like we want in a relationship and in a wife or husband and big no-nos in relationships. So I think that just because we have talked about it so much and that we do just kind of click like puzzle pieces that it has the potential to last a little bit. Right on. That's a happy thought. How do you feel? I know, like, you got a lot more time under your belt with her, but... Same way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know if we could answer any other way. And That's like... true. That'd be really rude, uh, <laughs> for sure. 
but no, legitimately, uh, as I was reading through this, like you're looking for your best friend and uh, that person that is your financial equal or someone that you can yeah. correspond with. Like, I think I have definitely found that. We agree. A lot of people don't put stock in like politics and morals and that oh, kind of thing. Absolutely not. I put a lot of stock. I do as well. There are lines on certain things that I could not engage in I can't. In a I'm not about with. to raise a child with a Republican. Sorry. No, that's fair. Yeah, and if you're thinking <laughs> down the line for children, and that's the same thing of people with different religions and whatnot, like, that comes to a, a very weird spot in the rearing of a child where it's like... Oh, I think the religion one's hard. As far as having different ones? Yeah. I would agree with that. Aiden has differing opinions than I do about religion, and so, like, it doesn't really come up that often, but I feel like... In the instance that we will be rearing a child, it might be a little strange. I would agree, and that's one of those things that people would encourage you to iron out beforehand and make a plan, like, if you are going to have children, like, how will exactly this work so you don't end up screwing up your kid where you're dragging him to church? <laughs> no, see, I think that's or... just me, is, is like, I have such a, a free spirit, and I want everybody else to just, like, be able to think on their own on their own volition, and so I, I think if I ever had to raise a child with someone with a differing religious opinions that it would just be like you know telling the kid that they're allowed to do whatever they want and they can come to church if they want or they can spend weekends with dad or whatever i think that's a very healthy way to, <laughs> to do that for sure but yeah morals and religion and all that stuff that's important a long time ago i don't know how long ago i was in like elementary school or something like that or middle school anyways my mom had told me to write down this list of like things that i wanted to see in a husband because she, I kept like wanting to date boys that had no no relation to what I wanted in a in a forever mate. And so I did and I was like thinking about it and kind of reworked it and I asked Aiden to do the same thing and like without thinking of each other and so it was just really nice to see like the check marks that each of us got off of the other list. And so it was kind of like validating to know, you know, maybe this is the right thing. That's very wholesome. I'm it was, yeah, that. it was a nice little project. Cool. Well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Neat, bud. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I'm not emoting to the proper level. Yeah, this, this is an interesting podcast topic for you. Yeah, I don't put a whole lot of stock in these things. Yeah. I'm more utilitarian. I was really, and was really taken aback. That I suggested this? Yeah. All, I mean, after seeing so many Facebook posts and Insta It wasn't posts even that many. <laughs> and just you guys just grinning and glowing. I thought this was an important part of your life that we could document, you know? It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he was making fun of me before we got here when um, I was, like, asking if it was an okay thing for me to talk about and, like, what I was allowed to share and everything because, you know, personal life is personal sure. life. But he was like, no, I'm just kind of excited to see how much you blush, like, when you're recording this and your spot's probably going to come out. And so, like, she's there. <laughs> Did it live up to expectation? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> no, th this was good. This is a fun topic and I'm happy for you. You Thanks. seem to be in a really good place. I am really happy. It's something that's been interesting because before him, I've always thought that, you know, like, I like this guy. I do feel happy. I am happy. And nobody really was on the same train as I was. And now that, like, I am with him, all of my friends and family, and that's just the thing that people keep repeating is that I do look happy and I, I do finally look like I'm in the right relationship. And so it's really, really reassuring to see that. Very nice. <laughs> I sound like such a sop. No, it's not a bad thing. This is a fun transformation. Yeah. It, it's better to be happy and sappy than sad and yeah, depressed. I'll make, and I'll make everybody barf. I don't care. I'm happy. Right on. <laughs> right on. 
All right, we'll wrap this up. This was a fun conversation. You got a song pick of the week for us? Do you know Oliver Tree? I do know Oliver Tree. He's an interesting guy. I have been absolutely jamming to a lot of his stuff, but I'll go with Alien Boy. That's a good one. Yeah, he's a weird dude, but have you ever seen his music videos? Mm-mm. They are wild. Oh, I'll check them out. Yeah, Yay. Very wild. He gives me a hobo, a hobo vibe. Definitely. <laughs> so I'm working on a playlist right now that's kind of that kind of thing. Very cool. I'm going to go with San Francisco by the Mowgli's. Ooh. Uh, All this love talk. I'm in love with love. Yeah. And I had to go with that song. That's a good one. Absolutely. I should probably update the playlist. Yeah, it's probably been a while, right? She's getting hefty, though. Yeah. We're 58 episodes deep and almost abide by two songs every time. So, yeah, that's a healthy number. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyways, team, thanks for listening. Yeah. Check us out next time. I believe next time we'll be talking some configuration of this. We'll be talking about boomers. Yay. As we're in this heated debate with the the two generations ago. Zoomers and boomers. Yeah. We're going to get into that conversation. Love to hear it. Yeah. So check us out next time. Thank you for listening. Stay milky. Bye. (laughs) 